Hello and welcome to the Point Blank series of Indicast. My name is Abhishek and today I have with me a man who's won many awards for his very simple and applicable innovation. Hold your breath, he has developed a jacket which will ensure that you stay warm and comfortable in weathers as cold as the ones in Seattle. And the same jacket will also ensure that you do not sweat or feel the heat uh, in case you happen to find yourself in the middle of the Sahara Desert. His products have already been uh, tested and they are in progress of being tested with the Indian Army. Kranti Vistakula, the co-founder and CEO of Dhamma Innovations, joining in from Hyderabad. Hi Kranti, it's great to have you here. Hi Abhishek, it's also nice to speak to all the people. Hopefully this will be a very candid conversation. Thanks Kranti for joining in. And you, you are based out of Hyderabad, right? And you had a pretty long drive, uh, an hour long. How's your commute like? Well, the commute in Hyderabad right now, the traffic is pretty... Generally takes me one, one and a half hour of traffic drive every day. Right. Um, it's right outskirts of Hyderabad. So around a four-hour drive every day. I'm used to it. I'm used to that fact. <laughs> I mean, I have company then. I'm from Mumbai and then it's the same four hours. I clock four hours traveling. But let's get on with it. You've come up with an invention that uh, has been talked about in the newspapers and business magazines. So congratulations. And you've been at it since 2008. So how has been the experience? And before we talk about the innovation itself, uh, you had a very enviable opportunity of studying at MIT, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. So, how was the experience, Kranti? Can you can you take us through it? Because not everyone gets a chance to be there. Definitely. I mean, studying at MIT is something uh, generally we call it as drinking water from a hose. There's so much amount of information, so much amount of knowledge that comes into you. It's an information overload right there. <laughs> And the amount of competition or the average intelligence level at MIT is so high that you always feel that you're so dumb and you are a mistake at MIT. Everyone is extremely smart. So for example, how, how, are you, how are your peers like? When the first day at MIT you enter? You don't feel that you are smart at MIT. Everything, every person is doing, you say that, wow, mm -hmm. this is so amazing. This is like, you always like, there's not even a single day where I didn't have a wow moment in my life while sitting at MIT. I used to work in a lab where there were people making molecular machines, which can, run, uh, which can go repair stuff, like it's nanotechnology was at, at its peak. Right. And one of the professors was de designing them using viruses. So how often do you see people making robots out of viruses? When I heard that concept, it was like, oh my God, <laughs> I have come to the wrong place. This is something, maybe I'll not be able to take it. The focus at MIT was more on learning rather than grades and all kinds of stuff. I mean, that's one thing we Indians have to learn is like education is not about grades. Education is about learning. And the complete focus of at MIT is it's learning what you've learned, what your capabilities are, rather than uh, you have to get past grades and stuff. Uh -huh. So all my peers were there to do something great. I mean, I would say every individual has a very high intelligence level. Uh -huh. It's the motivation to succeed that changes. So at MIT, everyone has a very highly motivated. That was the key factor in selecting a lot of the people coming in because everyone wants to excel at MIT. Right. And which course did you take? I was initially part of technology policy program and mechanical engineering. So it was uh, partly engineering and uh, partly I also wanted to see how technology can be brought into the society because the policies and everything have to, having this alone the technology will not impact. Because uh, technology has been, is being developed for many years. But how that can be brought into society uh -huh. is also key. So I also was 
wanted to learn that part as well because right from my childhood i always wanted to be an entrepreneur and do something on my own in my childhood school i was the only person doing it at mit more than 60% of the people are doing exactly what i am doing so you don't feel like you are left out <laughs> can you take me through a couple of projects that you would have worked as part of your curriculum something that was practical and either succeeded or failed couple of projects were very exciting my first project was as working on a creating a peptide scaffold mm-hmm. which is basically is that generally your cell has to grow when you do cell culture your cell has to grow Right. but membranous cells are very difficult to grow and the getting the structure of membrane proteins is very difficult so we were designing a new kind of scaffold which would let your membrane proteins which are the key to lot of understanding your body cell dynamics we were using making a platform so that we could analyze the structure and lot of people say that the person who cracks cracks the structure of a membrane protein is a next novel prize winner ah So my professor was working on creating a platform which would stabilize the uh, membrane proteins and what is the result of the study for example because i to be honest did not understand any of it because i'm not a science student and that it's it's way over my head at the moment so what is the because it has to be applicable what what is the result that it has it has to be it has to be applicable in sense we created a new scaffold uh-huh. and because that kind of science take lot of years and i was only there for one and a half year oh. and my project kept on changing so we were able to create first level of structure where it showed promising results so the same structure was again used by different student and he was able to generate uh, using spinach proteins can uh, convert light into electricity using the uh, scaffold Mm-hmm. then i in a classroom i came up with a, a new project uh-huh. so the classroom project was basically how to create something new so i was thinking about let's say energy is everywhere and we our society is moving towards whether energy is becoming the crucial part of our life so i came up with the concept that human or biological systems have excellent energy transducing mechanism basically a transducer is which converts one form of energy into other form of energy because energy is not uh, destructible so energy can either create or destroy so i said that why can't we use these kind of proteins for example if i touch someone or touch you or touch myself how am i able to feel it just because of the fact that there is a protein mm-hmm. which is converting your mechanical pressure into electrical signal and that electrical signal is transported to your brain which means there is a sensor mm-hmm. very small sensor which is able to do that and similarly smell heat sound and there is a very particular protein in your ear called prestin prestin is a protein in your inner ear which actually vibrates with the sound of the frequency and that vibration will generate the electrical signal that transmits to your brain and that's how you are able to hear it so i created a proposal of using those transducers to actually create a membrane and coat let's say let's coat it through in a house so whatever the light energy that is coming what is the sound energy that is coming right. or whatever the heat energy that is coming smell all kind of will be translated and you can harvest energy out of it so for example so it will be like if there is sunlight coming in directly in the living room yeah. what would that mean how would you harvest that energy now that is your protein in your eye which is converting your uh, light in direct electrical signal so there are multiple proteins like that sound light heat and not only humans there are animals which do that there are bacteria which have excellent proteins so i had created a list of uh, around 1500 proteins which can be used for this kind of application and which can actually revolutionize how energy can be harvested because if i'm traveling in a car 
the wind hits the car and the wind energy is lost of resistance. But if I use this protein, yes, that will definitely uh, create other resistance, but at least we can get some amount of energy back from it. Then I proposed it to NASA. Uh-huh. So NASA said that we will, uh, they funded me $100,000 to make this into a real project. Oh, great. And um, we actually were successful in doing the phase one out of it and created a list and like, making a small prototype out of it. Then I finished my education and then I came back to India. In the meanwhile, I was working on many other ideas as well. Uh-huh. So then that is when my jacket I came through. So tell us more so about that. How did it has a genesis of transformation of energy, right? Because your jacket also, for instance, if it keeps me warm in cold weather, it has something to do with temperature and the energy exchange. So how did this, first of all, idea germinate? It did not happen like over a moment thing. Mm-hmm. So basically, I was re- extremely frustrated because Boston is quite cold. So being an Indian, I should like it be very afraid of cold. But I used to love cold. So at minus 30, I used to wear shorts. I was completely different and all my friends would laugh at me like, in minus 30 and in winter in summer it's extremely hot right. like i want i always want cold weather so when i think that i was born in the wrong country or <laughs> wrong environment or wrong, wrong climate but that being said the problem was in winters i had to wear jackets the wind of chill was very high and freezes your ears and stuff mm-hmm. you used to go to minus 20 minus 30. Right. But as soon as i get into my the building where the classes are happening those buildings are heated up to 24-25. Then I had to take all these layers of clothes and it became quite annoying at this point because every day the buildings are quite crowded so every time I go out I have to wear the jacket, take it off, Hmm. take it on, take it off. Then some days like maybe I should do something about this because uh, I'm facing this problem, I don't want to do it and uh, so I had developed a small concept. Based on my knowledge I put something together to see whether I can fit that or not. So I didn't know stitching, I didn't know how to make it. So I purchased a couple of components mm-hmm. and fitted them together. And this was like this huge five kilo thing jacket, which had a fan, which had like rotary stuff and uh, was cooling me. So did you actually so, start wearing it to, to college? Yeah, I, I did wear it once or a couple of times and people got scared because this was after, this was after uh, September 11th. Right. So people got scared, but uh, they were laughing about me. It's like, you are going to blow up this place sometime. <laughs> All my friends, what I was exactly doing. Some of the people laughed at me and said, this is never possible. It is difficult to achieve this. There were days where I felt really low because I hit a roadblock. Then huh. what I designed at the point was exactly, I used existing technology. It had the same problem that it cannot be warm. All the current cooling technologies that are available, mm-hmm. like the compressor or ice or anything, they cannot be worn. And if I am making a same jacket, I am no different than others. So then I really get inspired by nature a lot. Mm-hmm. Suddenly one moment I realize like, okay, this is this way. Why can't I learn from nature and use DNA energy and hy- energy and hydrogen bonds to dissipate heat instead of science. Mm-hmm. So that, and that's my Eureka moment. I was sitting and working in lab and doing a polymerase radiation experiment. So that moment it struck me like, wow. Then I immediately went to machine shop. I didn't know how to use any of the machines. Learned for uh, two days, spent like complete nights there. Got trained on these machines, made my own aluminum blocks and all kinds of other material right. and made my first prototype. So the weight of the jacket from five kilos was brought down to around uh, two kilos. So then that was like amazing because from five kilos, you cannot wear it two kilos, very thin, lightweight. 
And that is when I had one prototype which was look like normal jacket, had no fans and stuff. Then at that point, I developed some more water rate to 1.5 kilos or 200 runs. Then I came back to India and further now we are to around 650 grams, which is equivalent to weight of a jeans. I was looking to raise funding because as a graduate student, you don't have sufficient money. Then we wanted to see how we can raise competition and there is actual need for the product. Right. So I participated in the competition as a finalist step. Mm-hmm. Then I also won the MIT 1K competition. So which showed me that there is a tremendous need and those were the decision makers for me to move to into that and uh, start my own company. And so, did you decide to move to India once uh, your education was done? Why did you choose that? Because all the research facilities at MIT would have provided you a better base to do this? or Definitely. I mean, uh, the ecosystem there is much more supportive than what it's in India. But right when the base of my heart, I was an Indian. So I decided the day before I went to US that I want, I'm going to come back right, as another well finish my education. So I was always wanted to finish my education and come back to India. And I also had a dream that basically we should have an Indian product or Indian technology which is taking the leading technology in the world. In India especially, we have a feeling that are a foreign product, this is foreign product, so that people value it more. So I wanted world to have an Indian product, uh-huh. completely designed and developed in India to be a world-class product. So that's when I came back to India as my own company here to further develop the technology and commercialize it. Uh, you've been doing it since 2008. When it comes to commercializing it, how far have you been successful yet? It was an amazing journey. When I came back to India, I literally had like no money in my pocket. I was a poor because I didn't work anywhere. I just graduated from school and I had no money, no savings, nothing. But I never wanted to touch my father's or mother's property or uh-huh. any of their things. So then I came back to India. I applied for government grant. And based on the merit of that project, I was approved grant of around uh, 15 lakhs by DSP in three days. So I mean, that gave me hope that still everything is possible in India. And I got the money and I started company and I got incubation offer from NID and IIT Delhi as well. I chose NID. I recruited my first employee there and he's been with the company for past from May 2008 to now. And he has become the part and parcel of the company. So that's where I started building my team. Now we are up to 15 people team. We get people from IIT, we get people from IAMs and all kinds of stuff. We are able to attract talent. We have started from a jacket. Now we have gone to medical products. Our technology is so diverse that we can apply it anywhere. We can go to electronics, military, industrial, personal, medical. We have diversified into like currently many products. So your strategy is first make them all and then uh, open up to the market or would you want to do it in a phased manner? Because when, for example, Granthi, will I be able to buy a jacket that comes out of your shop? What is like we are actually supplying the jackets for military at this point of time. Right. So we actually started sales for US military. We have already given a lot of jackets for Indian military for trials. Mm-hmm. And a couple of companies have purchased it and trialing. Because retail market everything at this point becomes very market strategy oriented. Right. We have created a launch strategy for our products. Initially, we are launching our medical products. We actually did launch our medical products. And we have another product called scarf. Basically, this is a scarf on your neck, right. which supports your neck because your, the neck is the radiator for your brain. Because you cannot have a overheated CPU because it will not work fine. <laughs> so your, your brain has to be cool. If you touch your neck, is always very hot. 
because that is giving us heat from your brain so that's like the region where your heat because your brain constantly generates a lot of heat if you don't cool your if, you, if your body doesn't cool your brain mm-hmm. for every 5 minutes the temperature of brain will rise by 1 degree centigrade and if it raises by 10 degree centigrade uh, you end up dying sure. so that's why your body constantly the more heat it, it uh, dissipates mm-hmm. the less stress it gets in on a very hot day even if you don't realize but you feel very tired just because of the fact that most of the energy that you are getting is spent on uh, dissipating the heat so and especially your brain kranti sorry to cut you in for example if i am let's say playing cricket in the heat for 3 hours continuously and if mm-hmm. if i have to retain my energy okay one of the things is drinking lot of fluids but if i just have a cold wet band around my neck that would help cool cool off that the would yeah yeah that's what i think you might have seen lot of australians where kind of did that and in indian summer indian heat they had wet wet cloths wet uh, bands around their neck yes they did we have made a very lightweight product like that wet band is uncomfortable because water flowing everywhere you feel mucky and stuff we have created a neck scarf which we are started giving to golfers and all start sales in golfers and stuff basically the neck scarf is a nice neck sort of thing it goes around your neck Mm-hmm. and you can control the temperature up and down you can heat it cool it if you are in a hot environment you can cool it if you are in a cold environment you can heat it and that is that will be available in market we have done beta launch and how much does uh, it cost kanthi uh, it costs we are we have the price to cost uh, slightly above 5000 rupees so approximately around 100 110 dollars do you see that this is an affordable product for let's say a, a common man in india who would probably would have to think a few times before spending that kind of money or you see people embracing this i see people embracing this the cost of the product is not just the cost of the technology there are many other aspects is now retail spaces in india have become so expensive right the market is driving the cost in the sense now retail spaces land and everything like to have my product placed in a retail shop the spaces has become so expensive that the product price has to go up so that is driving the cost to major extent right so we are finding innovative ways of doing it ring down cost but let's see now 5000 rupees for uh, we will target first layer we will layer up for it once the economics of scale come into picture we'll start lowering the price so this is like the first tv lcd tvs initially they were very expensive and slowly coming over the cost went down so right. we are also going to follow the same thing and that's driven by the market not me so right and have you already started talking to uh, let's say mass producers or you know have any plans of having factories or outsourcing it to we have already started building our factory mm-hmm. where we do mass manufacturing so that is already in place we have already got uh, almost everything in place now so in next 3 to 4 months our mass manufacturing facility will be ready so we are initially launching with our medical products and next stuff and for the retail sector like normal people like us what is the, what are the medical products uh, medical products is basically it's a We do a lot of heat and cold therapy on your body. On your body, like if I have a pain, mm-hmm. let's say, what we do, we either ice it or we either uh, heat it. So basically, we have made this fabric kind of thing, which you can wrap around different parts of your body, mm-hmm. and they will heat up or cool up. They go to the temperature of ice, or they go to the temperature of hot bath with a flip of a button, and you can exactly control the temperature. So there is no hassle of putting in the refrigerator, heating it up, anything. Mm-hmm. This will be a very nice, like let's say people have arthritis, their knees. have to be either cooled or heated up for them to ready strain mm-hmm. so we have this knee thing that goes on your knee and you can exactly heat it or cool it to your comfort 
So at least you feel uh, rest pain, relax. Sports people have tennis elbows. Right. And generally they carry ice packs. Instead of ice packs, I have this arm band, mm-hmm. elbow band, which fits nicely and compresses your elbow band and provides you the temperature of ice. We are getting a very positive feedback from the market where we have started trials in different hospitals across India of this medical product and we are getting tremendous feedback and people are asking when can I buy, when can I buy, when can I buy. We are uh, accumulating all the trial results and uh, now the final designs and aesthetics have been designed and ready. So only we are looking for the right channels and right to society. And so you are, are only a bunch of 15 you said, one five that you, you're working Yeah, one five. All of you? Yes. We actually live like a family. Uh, it's good that the college where I did my engineering, they are supporting us. They have provided us space. They are supporting us. They are supporting innovation. And it's rare to see a private college in India supporting innovation. So these people are tremendously supporting innovation. They are providing us with space. Right. They are helping us build the facility and stuff. I mean, I see that kind of thing happening in India and that is actually very helpful. And I'm really thankful for uh, of my college where they have recognized me and uh, helping me in everything. That's great. I think your decision of coming back to India is, I think, bore fruit on day three, like you said, when you got the initial seed funding to begin with, and then there are people who are willing to back you up for this project. Especially uh, private engineering colleges, picking up innovation in India is a big change because education system has become money-oriented these days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But actually seeing that a lot of people are focusing towards innovation in India, it's actually very encouraging. Absolutely. And and who, who is helping you to, you know, give you direction? Because you are an entrepreneur. You know how to make a product, but perhaps the marketing is always acquired. Like, for example, maybe Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak. So they were co-founders. There was Bill Gates and Paul Allen. So do you have someone who's directing you or helping you? It could be a venture capital fund or it could be a friend or it could be your parents or whoever. Or, or are you doing it all by yourself? No, until now I've been doing it all my own. As in, as a team, we were doing it because our team is very flat structured. So our team is such a way that we come every day in the morning. We, we I already have a cook in the office. He cooks breakfast and lunch for us. We go all eat together. We do discussions every day, and everyone takes part in everything. For example, like if it is any design, my tailor will come and say that this is what how it needs to be done. It's completely off what is it. But his perspective is completely different from all our uh-huh. educated people's perspective. And that uh-huh. adds lots of value. And in evening at 5 o'clock, my entire office comes out. We start playing cricket for one and a half hour and then we go back to work once again. So we are in a kind of facility where we are, have to innovate and we have to think differently. So if I was in the margin business of like, I'm making steel plates and I'm competing with 100 players, right. then I would always worry about how is my marketing, what does my sales and uh-huh. Now I have to think in a different dimension. So I need to people think and brain power is my biggest and my entire team is supporting me in that. So that's actually very good. You mentioned cricket. Are you a cricket fan? Do you follow cricket? Yeah, I definitely follow cricket. And I used to play cricket at MIT. I used to play for the Massachusetts team. Oh, you did? And what? You were a, a bowler, batsman, keeper, all-rounder? What? I, I was a bowler left arm spin. Uh-huh. And I was a left arm batsman, more of a pen shaker sort of a thing. Logger. <laughs> they either used to send me opening or they actually send me. Right. So opening, I was a hitter, hitter miss. I think we, we the World Cup is around the corner. I hope you'll follow that. And I think we we don't have a left arm spinner. Neither do we have a slogger in the team. <laughs> <laughs> we have Harbhajan Singh who is a right arm spinner and a slogger. You, <laughs> you will 
thanks a lot kranti for your time i just hope uh, whatever you have whatever the innovations and the products that you have in the pipeline they hit the market soon and uh, the plans that you have do reach a fruition and they, they get to a point where you actually start making money thank you very much thank you very much and we hope uh, we can provide a world class product from india on the entire world to so look towards innovation towards india